0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 88 of Buds and Blue Jays, your place for all things related to the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. Riley, what's up? How are you?
1: Jesse, I could be better, obviously, not the way we wanted our first series of the year to go. Um, Exciting episode. We got got the whole arsenal out today. Mr. Isaac Bass and Mr. Kyle Gould join us. So hopefully we get to, you know get more kind of takes on, I guess, what went wrong. Cause that was kind of the thing. Yeah. There was some good takeaways from the series. Sure. But there was kind of more, you know, underlining concerns, uh, you know, and moving forward and we'll see how this kind of shapes up in the near future.
0: Gentlemen, introduce yourself, Kyle. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you.
2: Thanks for having me back. It's uh, always a pleasure to get on with you guys, especially with Bassey rocking that powder blue.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, yeah, like Riley said, not the best start to the series, but Great to be back for Blue Jays baseball.
3: I and care. as I always, I am a perpetual optimist. Uh, I'll try and bring some optimism to the show because uh, I always try and do it with the Leafs. Uh, I've had a tough road. So um, if I can bring it to the Blue Jays, uh, I'll, I'll be at least a little bit um, more positive than you guys. Well, right on. These guys are going to be coming with us
0: all season long, at least bits and pieces. So make sure you follow the channel, subscribe to us, stick with us. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all the nine yards. So please make sure you do that. And guys, today on the show, we finally had some live baseball to react to. We're going to get into it. We're going to go through our top storylines. Who impressed us? What are some things we liked with the Toronto Blue Jays? And ultimately, what were some disappointments that we had? And there were quite a few of them in this series against the St. Louis Cardinals. But first, I want to get right into the game recap so you can follow along at home in case you didn't watch. But... You guys all watch the games. We know what happened. Game one, the Blue Jays won this this game. It was 10 to nine against the Cardinals. This was a wild back and forth affair. The Jays got three in the top of the first and we had a back and forth battle until we are tied at five after the fifth. And then we traded runs in each of the next few innings until we took the lead with two in the top of the ninth. George Springer had five hits. Bo Bichette had four. Matt Chapman had three. Alec Manoa struggled in his first start. Gave up nine hits, five earned runs and only three in a third innings pitch. And the Jays had to use eight pitchers, including Jordan Romano working a one, two, three, ninth, to get his first save of the year. Game two, the Jays lost this game four to one. The game was scoreless until the third when some bad defense and some bloops behind Kevin Gosman allowed three runs to score. The Jays couldn't take advantage of 10 walks by Cardinals pitching. And after getting 19 hits in game one, only managed three in this game. The Jays lose a game for getting 10 plus walks for the first time since 2013, which I thought was interesting. The Jays were able to get the tying run to the plate late but could not cash in. And in the game that just happened this afternoon, the Jays lost this game nine to four. Chris Bassett got lit up in his debut four home runs allowed and a ton of hard contact against this guy. And that's, you know, they were able to get some runs across, but it was at the end of the day, too little too late. So after the end of this series against the St. Louis Cardinals guys, the Jays have a record of one and two. We are dead last in the American league tied with uh, the Orioles or the Red Sox. They are one of them and gentlemen, lots of talking points to come from this series, Riley. We're going to let you go first with the major takeaway. Hit us with it, the first thoughts.
1: Okay, so right off the bat, man, you said it in game three of this series. It was Chris Bassett and Chris Bassett alone that kind of, you know, let the game fall out of the Blue Jays hands and let it fall out real early. He gave up a lot of hard contact. It was just it was just tough to come back. I was preaching all offseason on how this guy is really good at locating his pitches and getting good ground balls. But I mean, hey. Not even their best hitters, Goldspit and Arenado, took him deep. This is guys like Brandon Donovan um, taking him yard, guys that don't actually supply a lot of power. And, I mean, he got he got hit hard, man, and he mm-hmm. got hit often, and it just, it just wasn't there. Certainly not what I had expected. Certainly not what I recall back in his Oakland A's days, for sure. Not an outing like that. And, obviously, not good for his first start as a Blue Jay, and we hope he gets better from here.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the thing like spin rates across the board were down for Chris Bassett today. Velocity was down across the board, including like 1.7 uh, miles per hour on his sinker and his cutter. Both bad. And even the location, guys, if you look at the heat map of where those home runs were hit, they were right down the middle of the plate. And even if you look at where Danny Jansen was setting up today, Chris Bassett was just not hitting his spots there. So, you know, if you're a soft contact guy, your stuff doesn't look as good and you're leaving it in the middle of the plate. It's a recipe for disaster, Kyle. Do you have a thought on Chris Bassett's appearance here?
2: Yeah, I think it's got to do with a little bit with the spin rate, and his stuff just wasn't on, because like you said, with Bassett, he's not going to overpower you. He's going to pitch around the zone, but he's usually used to spotting up, and today he was, he was spotting up and putting on a tee for most of those mm-hmm. hitters. So I know that's tough for Riley's guy. Jacked him up yeah. all year, and uh, that's what we had to see. I mean, it's a tough start, but luckily it's hopefully just a little blip, and uh, he'll get back
0: to it. What's our concern level here, boys, on 1-10 to 10 about Chris Bassett after his first performance here?
1: i mean i'll start with
3: that one off off. uh i would say like a two um i'm not really concerned at all you know like he's one of those guys that you know what riley actually said it last episode he said uh he's gonna have about two or three starts this year where he just can't have any location has no command and he's gonna put up like an eight spot and this was just one of those games so no, hopefully there's only one or two more for the rest of the year, but I'm not too concerned at all. Gentlemen, Kyle Riley. Kyle, what do
2: you think, man? Um, I would say I don't want to go too high. I, I'm going to say four. I think it's a little bit higher than two, only because I'm a pessimist and I, I'm i just used to uh, trauma teams breaking my heart. But I think <laughs> what it is is just – I mean, it's the first game. Right? New team trying to get traumatized to that. And then – it's a bad start. And you're expected that he's gonna have probably three or four bad starts. It sucks that it's the first one. I'm kind of uh-huh. curious to see what that does to his motivation and his headspace moving forward. But I'm gonna say right now, not too high. Four.
0: His next start will come on the road in LA against the Angels. We'll see how he performs there. Uh, Isaac, we'll go to you next. What is something from this opening series against the Cardinals that caught your attention, whether positive or negative?
3: Um, well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna be a bit of a positive uh. <laughs> optimist and my main thing is that like watching I know we knew this kind of before but just like the amount of lineup options that we now have and you especially saw it in game two uh where like it doesn't we can actually counter people's bullpens instead of them just throwing out right-hander after right-hander like we can put in we have we had five what five guys on the bench today who are all left-handers So it's just like we have four. So we have that much more selection. Um, And it was like kind of cool to do a little bit more strategizing along. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of how John Snyder put guys in different places. Like I would have liked to see Kirk go out there um, in game two. Uh, But overall, it's nice to see that we have this many lineup options. And farther into the season, we'll, we'll be able to make smarter choices in the strategy for that.
0: Oh, I like that. It makes a lot of sense, right? And anything that gives the manager more weapons, we've been talking about that all offseason that we thought that would be a good thing. We we're able to see it too with Nathan Lucas coming on and pinch running for a little bit there. And we haven't seen a lot of the uh, pinch hit appearances yet, but I'm sure we will as the season goes on. Uh, Kyle, over to you. Something that stuck out for you during the uh, series here against St. Louis.
2: Perfect. I'll, I'll stick with the uh, the positive vibes. And I'll say uh, kind of the new outfield additions with Kiermaier and Varsho. I think mm-hmm. they both had, they both showed us what they were brought in to do. I think Far is extremely athletic. He was super smart in the outfield, just making good routes, good throws, good cuts. And then also had a good day at the plate. Um on in game two, I believe. It was game two. Um, and uh yeah, I think also with Kiermeyer was really impressed. I wasn't too I wasn't a big fan of the Kiermaier signing when it happened, gonna be honest. But his leadership and his base running aggression and just kind of the production from the nine hole that we haven't really got. So much, it's kind of a guy that you can kind of just pencil in there and just rely on heavily. So I like that a lot, and then that coincides with Kiermaier's base running. I mean, in yeah, game base one, base running was, was big when he went first to third on that bloop to center field, and the shortstop just turned around, and expected him to be halfway to second, and threw it to second. I mean, like that's super aggressive, and I think I think the whole team kind of picked up on that in game one. You saw the base running really make a huge difference. So uh, those three things to me really stood out.
0: Riley, Dalton Varsho, Kevin Kiermaier. I got a quick thought on them.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that Varsho probably going to win a gold glove this year. That's my honest opinion. I think Dalton Varsho is done really well. So onto that as well. Just good fundamentals of the game. Um, I also want to throw George Springer in there towards the outfield. Great yep. series for him. And yeah, Kiermaier could very much be a dark horse for us as well. Very excited um about this outfield i'm gonna love to see them play the outfield at home i don't think there's a lot of balls gonna drop um in that outfield in the alleys but um yeah Dalton, dude i i was so i'm so impressed with varsho so far he started off his first at bat well with us he's had some great defensive plays and yeah running the bases is another one of his strengths so absolutely great
0: Yeah, Riley, you talked about uh, that opening hit he had, that double he hit to score the Blue Jays' first run of the season, 112.5 miles per hour. It was the hardest hit baseball Dalton Varsho has had in his career. And also in the game today against Jordan Montgomery and the lefty, who John Schneider has hitting fourth in the lineup, by the way, hitting cleanup for Dalton Varsho, I thought was quite interesting. But he had two hits against a lefty. And if Dalton Varsho can get that against left-handed hitters, he's only going to go to be onto bigger and better things this year. So I would say definitely a thumbs up for Dalton Varsho in his first series with the Blue Jays. Anything to add on those guys, the outfield the defense and stuff before we move on to our next point?
1: No, I I think think we're good. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty much what it is, man. We're going to, we're going to get a lot of series like that. Hopefully from each one of those guys, each series, we got a pretty deep team and it's kind of starts with those guys in the outfield.
0: right right on I wanted to talk about our opening day starter here and Alec Manoa and this was tough to watch guys opening day we thought Alec Manoa who just came third in Cy young award voting last year we wanted him to have a better start he went out there three and a third innings pitch nine hits allowed guys five earned runs two walks only three strikeouts and two home runs allowed guys Alec Manoa didn't have a single start in all of 2022 where he allowed five earned runs now I tried to dig deeper here to see what was going on with Alec Manoa and I will say the velocity seemed good after being down in spring it seemed like it was back to normal his spin rates on a lot of his pitches seem to be okay. It just seemed to be a matter of he was just leaving too many pitches over the plate. The pitches that were off the plate weren't close enough to get the hitter to the side to swing at. And the home runs he did give up, guys, they were kind of wall scrapers. They were ones that just got over the fence. So I'm not really concerned about Alec Manoa. Yeah, this is this is tough. This is not what you want to see starting the season. But I think there's going to be more good things than bad things coming from Manoa. Um, Isaac, do you have an instant thought on Manoa's part here?
3: Uh, Yeah, I largely agree with you. I think his competitive nature is, uh, I'm big on mindset, and I think his mindset is one of the best in the league and one of the best Blue Jays I've ever seen on the team that we all love, right? So uh, I think he's going to want to come in and prove that he's in Cy Young contention. Uh, Next game, he's going to put up uh, an absolute gem.
0: Oh, I hope so. Against Kansas City, too, who we'll get to a little bit later. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, Guys, Riley, Kyle, uh, scale of 1 to 10, concern of Alec Manoa going forward?
2: uh i would say like like a one i don't think this is a guy who's going to crumble i think also last year he did get a little lucky in, in some of his starts he didn't have his best stuff last year and still got away with some wins still got away with some uh no decisions there so i mean maybe it's just a little bit of that luck coming back um because overall like you said i think he was he was relatively good i mean his spinner was there his velocity was there he missed some spots and they came back to them, but that was pretty much
1: it.
0: Yeah, against a good team, too.
1: My hat goes off to the St. Louis Cardinals right now. They really stuck in that series and they deserve to win that series. I won't mm-hmm. lie to you on that one, man. Um, they have an extraordinary lineup filled with two very savvy and got, two savvy veterans that are likely going to be future hall of famers or very much in that discussion and a very talented young group of players. Um, I wasn't overly impressed by their pitching. This is a series that we probably play, you know, win seven times out of 10, but you know that's just that's just how it goes. And Manoa just got saddled with a bad start, and yeah, he might have been leaving his pitches. But I mean, I'm the, I got to go with Kyle, the number like a one. If it's one to ten, I'm going one. If it's zero to ten, I'm going. I really have no concern. It sucks. Good. You got to eat it first game of the year. But that's kind of how baseball works, man. My hats off to St. Louis. They they played they played a great series, man. That's that's good for them to open that up at home like that. Sucks for our Blue Jays. We'll bounce back though for sure.
0: Excellent. Good. I think we're all on the same page there with Alec Manoa and that start there. Uh, Isaac, carrying it to you, give us another thing that caught your attention this series. Maybe something we haven't mentioned yet.
3: Uh, Well, I guess the one thing that, uh, you know, kind of bothered me a little bit was last year. We really struggled to bring guys in in um, scoring position. And Mm -hmm. especially in game two, that was another issue that we really had that, you know, in game one we really did good. So I guess it, it, it's tough to just like focus in on the game that we didn't, but like when you are starting off a game with like the first three innings of ha- at least having two guys on base, every single ending and you can't bring anybody in for a guy like Gosman who really deserved that win. That's, that's tough to see. And I hope it's not indicative of things going forward. Cause it is something that consistently for like the past two years that we've really struggled mm-hmm. with. Um, but hopefully with base running and more fundamental baseball and having like Don Mattingly in there and like putting his, uh, his stuff on the team. I think it will get better, but that was one thing that was frustrating for me.
0: Yeah, the big thing too was specifically uh, Brandon Belt. I think in game two mm-hmm. there, he came to the plate three times, once with the bases loaded and twice more with two men on base and he goes strikeout, strikeout, ground out. So Brandon Belt was the big culprit there. Um, I guess we can get our thoughts on him. He didn't play a lot in spring, right? But you really wanted to see the new guy come through, have his like welcome to the Blue Jays moment and he didn't have it there. Um, I guess real quick in a sentence last, any guys have a thought on Brandon Belt in his first appearance here with the Blue Jays?
1: I'm not overly concerned for this, with the start. I mean, if this happens, you know, um, in uh, the course of 25 or 20 more plate appearances, then we'll start to take note. His usage may change quite a bit after that. But, I mean, stick to the script as of right now. And it sucks that he left so many runners on. I thought it, Jack Flaherty had nothing for the Blue Jays. We just got saddled with, you know, not being able to, Put our runners across home plate, which we saw a lot last year. Nothing we're not used to. Belt wasn't didn't come up clutch. He's been a clutch guy in the past, and I expect him not to go three for twenty in those at bats. I'm more looking at a nine for twenty number, and I'm sure he'll come through for us.
0: I think so too, Kyle. Give us another one. What just, what stuck out from you for this series? Uh, yeah. I, I mean,
2: keeping. I mean, converting your chances when you leave that many people on base. Yeah. I mean. But I uh, maybe wanted to bring up a little bit on the bullpen, and still kind of sure. some question marks there. I mean, Tim Mesa, what a nightmare of a series for him. I yeah, mean, he didn't even get an out. Yeah, I, it, as as a swing man, there like that, we're going to use him in those positions. I mean, you, you'd like to see a little bit more just out of the first appearance. You'd expect him to get an out at least. Um, I didn't like kind of going back on a no start there. Bichette made that error in the first inning. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to try to pick on him because he had a great day at the plate, and he played well for the most part but like that's something we see from him a lot is making those throws that aren't necessary at all he had no chance at the guy and then if you're gonna make that throw you can't throw it away and I mean it's just it's sucks because then Manoa's already on the back who knows what that does to his confidence right so that I mean it's tough to dive in deep there but it's just like the little things it seemed like in game one we were kind of ready and willing to fight game two and three just kind of seemed like there was a lack of focus at some points throughout the game which kind of sucked to see that early in the season but i'm not i'm not too concerned obviously but i i think the bullpen we need, there's a lot of questions there and just kind of some smart decisions by Bichette that needs to be ironed
0: out. I, I did want to talk to about the infield defense because not only did Bichette have that, I think he had another play too where Vladdy had to scoop him out or whatever. I know Kevin Biggio had a throw that uh, Vladdy had to scoop and couldn't do it. Matt Chapman had a throwing error in this series too that ultimately led to three runs coming across. So like the infield defense alone wasn't really that good here. And we've talked about the outfield defense being good. The infield defense really needs to get better here. And uh, Riley, you're a big defense guy. What are your thoughts on the infield defense for the Blue Jays here?
1: So obviously quite disappointed, especially with the Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's my guy. I have him as a lock for the gold glove. I mean, it sucks. Early on in the season, man, when you're looking at your averages, your numbers, if, hey man, if I was playing in the, in the bigs, I'd be checking my stat pages every day to see how those averages, you know, his fielding percentage is not uh, 0.997. Now it's something close to, you know, maybe even 91, 92% low. That's those are very, uh, you know, it's a small sample size, but those are numbers you don't want. Um, yeah, Boba I, you know, it, it grinds my gears a little bit, but. <sighs> I mean, you take the bad with the good. He's probably right now the best hitting shortstop in Major League Baseball. And yes, I said the best in Major League Baseball for hitting shortstops. And you know what? Matt Chapman had a great series at the plate. I mean, he's going to play great defense all year. And then whoever we got at second base, second base is not the hardest position to feel that, especially now. the second baseman is back on the t- traditional side of the bag second base is probably back to what in the 1980s and before the easiest position to play on the field you know it's still tough to play second base but as far as a lot of things goes yeah you got to make those throws boys vladdy yeah. you know bailing out bow that's great we love to see stuff like that but the defense has got definitely got to tighten up because anytime that those runs from airs come back and haunt you i mean those are those are the worst ways to lose games man
0: Definitely. something that can get better going forward, guys. I had one more note I wanted to put here before we move on, and that's uh, the team power boys. The J scored, uh, what, 15 runs this series, and we did all of it without getting a home run. In fact, this is the only opening series in Blue Jays franchise history where they've gone through without hitting a home run. And guys, the only other team in baseball opening weekend without a home run was the Milwaukee Brewers. And so I know it's only one series, guys, but I looked at where the Jays rank. The Jays are bottom third in the league in hard hit percentage, barrel percentage. We are third worst in baseball in launch angle, and their average exit velocity is 86.4 miles per hour off the bat. Second worst in all of baseball above only the lowly Colorado Rockies. So, guys, is that a concern? Start with you, Isaac, for the bats on uh, the Blue Jays here.
3: Uh, I'm actually going to take it in a different direction and say that it's not the terrible that we still scored a decent amount of runs without having any power because we all know that we're going to be in the top three top five in power by the end of the year so if we can still win games and still put up runs by playing small ball by you know just getting some blue i know the first game there was some cardinals fans that were going saying like we got lucky and stuff like that with like our exit velocity and stuff like that but i mean that's how we lost to the mariners last year right like they got lucky on so many of those hits and you know if we can start to get lucky as well as the power i'm actually it's a bit bit positive for me
0: good way to look at that kyle do you have a thought on the offense there
3: yeah
2: to play devil's advocate i'll say i'm kind of concerned for the sole purpose that i mean out of spring you saw vladdy crushing balls right Mm -hmm. and then comes in here and a lot of those blue pits they were good at bats and they were fighting at those at bats but it's it's kind of frustrating to see these guys this lineup's not built to hit bloop singles right they're built to hit the ball hard so i mean obviously it's a little bit cold on the road opening week whatever um, so right now, not too concerned, but you would like to see, I think the hard hit percentage is more telling than anything of the, uh, like home runs or extra base hits. It's just, they, they didn't make great contact all series minus Dalton Varshow and a few at bats, but
0: yeah, Vladdy did hit one opening night, uh, 115.5 miles per hour, which I think is the hardest hit baseball so far this season. So there is some things there, but yeah, uh, as uh, like even Springer with his five hits, I think he hit one of them solid for them. <laughs> yeah. in. So it's like, you know, we'll see. Um, Anything else, anything from anyone can jump ahead here that really caught their attention that you want to make sure we mentioned before we move on here?
1: Yeah, uh, George Springer, man. What a game one and what a game one just in general with um, our 19 hits collected. I know that, you know, we talk about pitching and give some rip to our non-hard hit balls, but I think it was Yogi Berra once said something along the lines if you got to hit it where the ain't. yeah, And yeah. the fielders weren't there. Those hits are still hits, man. They don't ask how, they just ask how many. And I mean, for us to get under five hits in game two and then actually put together a few extra base hits in game three, I mean, all in all, we did put a lot of runs on the board minus game two. Every, everything's going to improve, though. There's no way we go through next series, knock on wood, a ton of times without a without a long ball. And also, I mean, we're going to get some uh, – the bullpen's going to settle down a little bit. We're going to get better quality starts here in the future over the next – you know, it might plateau a little bit. Baseball always finds, you know, the laws of averages, everything. It will kind of figure itself out, and we won't get, you know, very weird games like we had. And hopefully we can cash in with those runners on because that was the biggest – Biggest difference, obviously, in game two, Jesse and guys like we just we didn't we didn't score our runners in in scoring position. And it really came in to bite us in uh, in game two there. I guess
0: some other players we haven't touched on yet. Boba Bichette had four hard hit balls today. It was good to see Matt Chapman had six hits in the series guys, including four hard hit balls on Sunday. And he's been going to the opposite field, which is good to see. You didn't see a lot of that from Matt Chapman last year. And uh, Kevin Gosman guys, he had a start six innings pitch, eight hits, three runs, no earned runs though. One walk, seven strikeouts. I thought he got unlucky with some poor defense behind him and whatnot. And I still firmly believe the Cy Young season is here for Kevin Gosman. Do you guys have a takeaway on what his start was like?
2: I mean, I agree with you. I thought his start was, well, the best start we got from a pitcher, yeah, obviously. Yes. <laughs> but um, not saying much there. But I do think, I, I think he was pretty much lights out. He he pitched the ball where he wanted to pitch it. He had great movement. Defense let him down, and you just got to swallow it. But I think, I mean, I agree with you. I think this could be ideally kind of our number one guy stat-wise
3: this year. I, I think he looks good. He had a good spring. I mean, I, I, like, I like what he's doing.
0: Isaac, you got a thought there?
3: I mean, defense letting down Gosman, that's nothing new for him. Yes, Um, (laughs) unfortunately, but uh, I thought it was encouraging to see him pitch so well when he had to totally change his um, his pitch delivery. Right. So it was kind of interesting to see, like they were talking about that on the broadcast and stuff like the one toe tap now um, and he still was lights out. So there was a bit of like. I know you guys were talking about it previously, a bit of like hesitancy is like, is he going to be able to like completely change his
1: delivery? And he showed that he can.
0: Yeah, perfect. And I think that's what you wanted to see from uh, Kevin Gosman there. right? do you have a quick thought before we move on to our next Yeah,
1: I mean- Gosman, Gosman looked fine, man. I have no concern with Kevin Gosman besides the changes to the delivery. I mean, I expect, you know, more or less the same from last year. I mean, yeah, the BABIP, whatever bad defense behind him. Bass, he said it. He's, you know, all too familiar with that again. Probably not, and probably shouldn't happen to him every time he toes the rubber. But um, Kevin Gosman's shown that, I mean, yeah, he had the best start any of the three starters, and um, it wasn't even close. And definitely, you know, it's a crappy loss for him to get. We move on.
0: Yep, absolutely. Checking in on the farm guys, the Buffalo and New Hampshire have begun their season and uh, Ricky Tiedemann will begin his season at double New Hampshire. And he's going to start the season slowly as he recovers from that shoulder issue that uh, plagued him in spring training. But the plan for Ricky Tiedemann, I think is to get him built up so he can log more innings as the season goes on that eventually if the Jays maybe need a starting pitcher, Ricky Tiedemann could be an option. Addison Barger started for Buffalo and guys, I don't know if you saw this, but he had a monster 456 foot home run 108.1 off the bat. It was a Bomb from Addison Barger and Nate Pearson made his debut for the Buffalo Bisons. Went one inning, one hit, three strikeouts, and he got better as the start went on, topping out at 99 miles per hour on his last bench Riley, are you getting concerned about our bet yet for Nate Pearson?
1: No, I and I don't care if the bet is to wear a full game uniform. Like, sign me up, man. Like, Fair. I'm all in the spirit of the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, I don't care who our where who where who our opponent is. I don't care where we sit. I'll I'll, man, I'll dress up no matter what. Well, I probably won't no matter what, but (laughs) I'll make sure that I look damn good heading into Rogers center for that. And yeah, Honestly, I said it before last time, like if it, if Nate Pearson is a guy that's going to be effective and I just took whatever side of the bet, I don't care, man, whatever is going to get our team wins. If he's a guy who's going to come in in the sixth or seventh inning and maybe throw two innings, then yeah, let him do that every time. If he's going to give quality appearances, man, love that for Nate Pearson. Cause I mean, it's about time that he kind of put something on for us and uh, here it is
0: excellent love that um no more notes on the farm guys we have to preview the upcoming series against kansas city which should be on paper an easier opponent for the jays to get through a four-game series here game one it's going to be jose burrios against brady singer game two will be my guy yusei kikuchi going up against chris bubich game three we'll have alec manoa against uh, their ace zach granke game four will be kevin gosman and jordan lyles and guys i guess we should go to the one guy wearing the royals jersey on our show here um What are you looking forward to see the most? How are the Jays going to be successful? Or do you have like a pick to click that you're hoping to see in the series against Kansas city?
3: Uh, I just want to clarify. I'm not a Royals fan. I got this in a package. There was a bunch of jerseys and it just came with it. I thought it was fitting that I wore it today. Um, And having a Lorenzo Kane Jersey is kind of sick. Uh, I think we're going to dominate this series. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going to sweep them. They've their pitching depth is not good um and they had good pitching in the fir- in the first series up until today i think but uh that's like their their guys are like i think cranky is their um ace or maybe lyle's but uh like that's gonna be their guy going against alec manoa so i think on every single level we're gonna beat them like they we were looking up they had uh six hits in the first two games and i think six hits today so we had more hits than that by f- Five or six in the first game alone, um, so we dominate them on every every level of the game. Uh, it's not like it's a long trip for us. It's either a three hour drive or a short flight. Um, so yeah, I have, I have. I'm just excited to see it because I, I think we're going to hit some bombs. It would be nice, Kyle. Do you have a storyline or a pick to click in our
0: series against Kansas City?
2: Uh, I I am excited to see Rios and Kikuchi. Those are two guys obviously we have circled as kind of question marks, right? We need to see a bounce back from Rios and a big bounce back by. Your guy, you say, because he's, he struggled last year, to say the least. And, I mean, he's looked incredible this spring, though. I will give that. So, I'm excited to see him a lot. And as Bassey said, I mean, I it, we should at least take two. That should be the main goal. I mean, we should take three, but let's settle for two. Um, and, yeah, I, I think the hitting will come around because the pitching depth's not there. So, I mean, maybe make these guys feel a little bit better moving forwards and have a good series.
0: And, Riley, what about you? Storyline against Kansas City.
1: I mean – I'd like to see more than a split. I'll be honest. I mean, a sweep obviously would be fantastic. But um, if we t- if we split, I'll kind of be you know a little bit cheesed. I'd like to take uh, three out of the four. Um, this is a series where I want a guy like Vlad to uh you know collect three hits hit a double hit a home run um where a guy like Bo Bichette maybe he's got three or four runs scored in the ball game uh where you you know maybe Varsho keeps up what he's doing in the hard hit balls um and we go see a Manoa bounce back stuff like that obviously though Kyle you said it, you nailed it with your first kind of claim to this series is that Barrios and our first out of the gate in this four-game set. And this is going to set the tone. I think this is very important. I mean, if we get get a blow-up out of both of them, I mean, there goes the series. The best we can do is a split after that. And um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? The with um, the Yankees or the Rays, I mean, could be could be a runaway real quick if we don't get it together. But I'm not too worried about that. I still predict that we take uh, three out of four. But yeah, all eyes on on Brios and Kikuchi for sure.
0: Three out of four sounds great to me. I I like we did have to use the bullpen. Manoa didn't go that deep. Uh, Chris Bassett didn't go that deep. So our bullpen early in the season might be more taxed than you think we thought they would be coming in. So we'll see how that goes. Getting Jose Brios off to a good start tomorrow is going to go a long way for this blue Jays to be successful in this series. Three out of four sounds great. My pick to click guys, George Springer. I think he's going to have a nice couple of hits, maybe two home runs over the course of the series. And I would love to see it against Kansas city guys. Anything else to add? Anything else we missed before we call our day today?
1: I'd like yeah, say, real quick, I don't know. I don't know how you can say peace to click. George Springer is already clicking, man. If George, you mean keep it up george springer keeping this up going into KC, a short trip short uh state trip over to from uh st louis over to kansas city yeah that'd be great i would never say a piece to click he's the one that's chalking things up man george springer had a great first series and we hope he keeps it up for sure because i claim that he has a step back so far he has just i gotta shut me up about that he's turned back the clock as far as a lot of things go man
2: and I want to show some love to Eric Swanson. I mean, game yes. two well, wasn't the best performance by him game two. But game one, you can see how effective he is. He has that fastball up in the zone. All those other pitches feed off it. it could be exciting. I like him out of the pen a lot. Wanted to put that in there because he did stick out a little bit. I forgot to add him earlier, but I uh, I really like what I saw from
0: him. Yeah, Zach Pop too, looked uh, quite good coming out of the bullpen. There's some buzz that he might be moving into higher lever- leverage roles as the
3: season goes on.
0: Isaac, anything else Dad?
3: Uh, I just got. If Addison Barger is watching this, you're just gonna have to do a lot of P tests this year, I think. Um, unfortunately for yourself, uh, so just just watch out for that because if you're hitting 454, I think that was the um, first inning too. That was his first at bat. Mm-hmm. So uh, and the guy looks absolutely dazed up. So uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see to see him up on the Jays soon.
0: Me too. Hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later guys. That'll do it for episode here today. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Make sure you to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Gentlemen, good to be full squad here today. I'm glad you were both able to join us, Riley and I, and uh, we'll be seeing all your faces as we get through the course of the regular season guys. And thank you again for hanging out with us.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: No worries.